Hello there, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. I am Jamie, and I am here with... Mark. I wasn't expecting for you to do it like that, but I am Mark. Uh, hi. What were you expecting? I don't know what I was expecting. I never know You keep what saying that. Every time I do the intro, you're like not ready for it. Have you not realized that I'm never ready for any of this? I just improv this. I'm literally, oh, I just hit the microphone. I'm leaning on the oh, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. Goodness. Well, thankfully, the rest of the week in wrestling was not a mess. No. Like that no. segue? That was pretty good. Okay. Pretty thank good. you. Thank you. Thank it God. was fantastic. And we are going to go, um, sorry? Mm. We're going to go over AEW Rampage, WWE SmackDown, and WWE's premium live event, Crown Jewel, which I this week we were able to actually watch at 12 p.m. It was, honest to God, I could get used to afternoon pay-per-views. It was great. It felt weird because when the pay-per-view ended, it felt like it should be later in the day. So it kind of threw my day off a little bit. Well, you and I also got a little uh, got up a little bit later than I wanted to this morning. Yeah. Um, so it was really weird waking up. And then very shortly after, it was like, oh wrestling's on that's right yeah and we both had to like knock the cobwebs out and be like okay we kind of have to get our shit together and get because we as we constantly tell you on this podcast we live tweet during wwe AEW uh events which includes the premium live events as much as we possibly can yes Sometimes on twitter on at caw wrestling pod nice plug um but unless we have people over, you know, we're, we've, we're doing du- dual duty, we're tweeting, we're watching, we're taking notes so we can actually know what we're talking about during the podcast. Um, I don't remember what I was getting at for this, but follow us on Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was a hell of a week. Um, I was really surprised with how uh, Crown Jewel ended up, uh, but we'll get to that here in a minute. We're going to start off with AEW first, see yes. how it was only, only one hour compared to WWE's what seven, seven six? six seven hours of wrestling yeah. this week yeah which is just encompassing friday and uh crown jewel we're not even touching three hours of raw which we sure. already covered i wasn't really sure how long this pay-per-view was intended on lasting uh even though there was what eight matches you know yeah, a lot of was... times they'll like blast through them but they gave everybody except for the first match a decent amount of time well, but we'll get to that. We'll get. We're, we're, see, we're already getting <laughs> off course. We just watched. I it. just want to give you like hints and pieces, so the people are interested and want to listen for the end because they're like, "Oh, what happened the first well, of match?" Of course, but first we got to get through our AEW first. Yeah, like, we're gonna talk about AEW Rampage, tiny little development league AEW. Oh, but I really enjoyed this episode of Rampage. Yeah. Although we're not going in chronological order as far as. You know, it should technically be SmackDown and then Rampage. We're going to start with Rampage just to get AEW kind of out of the way in a sense and then focus on WWE. The bigger, the more eventful stuff that happened in this one. Um, We started off Yeah, but it was a great Rampage. It it was. uh, And they started off with a bang with Orange Cassidy taking on Katsuyori Shibata. I got it. I fucking got it. I've been been sweating saying that man's name since the minute I hit record. You got it. And that was for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Yes, which by the way... God, that's difficult to type. Uh, it's hard to write. dash between the all and the Atlantic. and mm-hmm. just <sighs> The capital AEW. I always liked it when it was like the hardcore champion. Oh, yeah. The cruiserweight champion. It's hard, especially the trios. I always have to write that one ahead of time. Well, like even WWE is bad it, with I'm like, it, too. What is this? Like, I can't remember. It's like, all right, so it's the WWE SmackDown Universal Champion. And this mm-hmm. was back when it was like on the two different brands. Yeah. And then you had the WWE Raw 
undisputed champion. It was so confusing. It's even worse than what with the interim. Mm-hmm. At least you're just dropping interim in it. But this <laughs> match, honest to God, until we watched Crown Jewel would have been, it is, I mean, it still is match of the week. Oh, yeah. I, I think even, yeah. The, Absolutely. They had Mike Tyson on commentary, mm-hmm. which, which I thought was going to take away from the match. It, honest to God, added to it. It did. That man was, I think he, he was, was more hyped. excited than anybody else that was up there, except for maybe yeah. uh, Excalibur. He knew a lot of information about Shibata and Orange Cassidy. He did. It was very entertaining. And of course, he had to throw in the fact that, of course, you know, he knows moves from being a boxer as of well. Course. But. He was only on for this he segment, added though. to it. Yeah, it was just for that match, which is really, him. really cool. Well, I mean, they didn't really even advertise him that much either, because no. they, I think they said something about him on Dynamite. I think they said something about him the week prior, mm-hmm. but they didn't make a big hubbub about it. He just, I don't know if he was just in town and Tony caught wind and was like, hey, Mike, you want to come by and be sure. on commentary for 20 minutes? It was entertaining. I enjoyed oh, it. Oh, it was great. You could he tell was, he watches the product. He was talking more than Excalibur, and that's saying something. Yeah, definitely. I didn't think he would have much to add to it, but he really increased how well this match presented itself. So this was Shibata's only his third match since 2017 after yeah, he had gotten a head injury. Uh, he I know had, you looked into it. Yeah, he had received a subdermal hematoma at a match, um, unfortunately, and was out for a while. And he had personally said that he wanted to face not only Orange Cassidy, but eventually Brian Danielson as well. Really? Yes. So apparently they're going to make that happen, too. And when, he, when was the last time he wrestled? Um, I think he five... wrestled at the beginning of the year. No, no, no. Pri- prior to his injuries. Or, I'm sorry, prior to him coming back. It's been like... It was like five yeah, years. Yeah, it was like a long or, time. Or four years or something like that, yeah. I mean, anything past a year for a wrestler is, is a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Like, that's career changing. That's you and lose so much And I think so he's like 42. Momentum. Oh, really? He's so, a, he doesn't look 42. I know, right? He looks super young. Well, he looked great. And moves really well. He looked great. Like, yeah, that match was awesome. Uh, honestly, if you would have never told me that, that information about him being injured and being out for f- several years, I would have never had known it based off of his wrestling. Oh, me either. Uh, and him and Cassidy did, just did a great job. Unfortunately, so many people, and I love Twitter, wrestling, wrestling Twitter, but I hate wrestling Twitter. A lot of people were just absolutely hating on Orange Cassidy, but... If you can, that seems honestly, to be like par for the course right now. It seems like you either such a shame. You either love Orange Cassidy or you absolutely sure. hate him, and I think that's but part of his dynamic. Watch this match. Watch this match, please. Whether you love him or hate him, and tell me after this match that you hate him. Oh, for sure. Like, like it's, you can't. He's he's so he's. I don't know. I I, I I well, I think you and I kind of take wrestling with a little bit of grain of salt, knowing that it's a performance as much as it is yes. sports. I mean, I hate, you know, it's the big joke right now, but sports entertainment, that's exactly what this is. Whether it it's is. AEW, WWE, and mm-hmm. I've said it before. Uh, and we'll get to it, but Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns, oh that was pure sports entertainment. And yeah, that, there's a Say lot to you unfold want. with that. Was it entertaining? Yes. It was amazingly so entertaining. That's all matters. That's what matters. So Orange Cassidy picks up the win against Shibata. Uh, great to see that he's been defending the title week after week. Uh, yeah, he really just defend, did he defend it on Wednesday, didn't he? He had just defended it on Friday. Against Luchasaurus and Ray Phoenix, that's mm-hmm. right. And then Shibata came and signed the contract. Correct. Also, um, just a little bit of random info. I don't know if you caught this or not. Um, Shibata was in the same graduating class as 
Hiroshi Tanahashi and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes, I did hear about that. Very interesting. I love that Excalibur and I love that AEW always, always has good like, about like giving you that random information about people. We always reference hockey stats and he has like the That's most so good. He has the most hockey stat like I don't even know how to explain it. He yeah. just he just knows when to say things and how to say it and why. It's great. Absolutely I love it. amazing. But that second orange punch absolutely did it. And Orange Cassidy picked up the win. Yep. And afterwards, he put his sunglasses on Shibata, just like he did at the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. And Right. And they had a nice little moment. Yeah. And we'll see whenever they set up that match for him and Brian Danielson. And I look yeah. forward to it. Yeah. Um, up next, Lexi Nair had a few interviews. Uh, yep. She had one with Tony Storm and then B- BCC. With Tony Storm, it was just a setup for the match between her and... Uh, Jamie Hader. Um, Tony had talked about how her and Jamie were homeless during the pandemic and, you know, one of those, I thought we were friends, all that good stuff. Then Lexi Nair interviewed Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli. They both said that they were our former ROH world champions. I believe Claudio said it and then Brian said it. Right. And then, um, I, and then Regal said that Jericho needs to choose who he will face, that he should face one of them. Yeah, both of them were complaining about you know how much honor they brought to the title and how much disrespect uh, Jericho was bringing to it. Um, and, yeah, it was... It, uh, we're going to find out here shortly. Or do we just, we just spoil it now? Well, yeah, I mean, they ended up setting it up randomly. Chris Jericho comes on the mic later and says something about it, but Chris Jericho's standing there with Sammy Guevara later on in Rampage and basically said, like, instead of fighting one of you and just picking one of you, why don't I fight both of you? However, to keep things fair, Jericho proposed that he has, seeing how they have two Blackpool Combat Club individuals, sure, they're obviously going to be on the same side one way or the other. They're just going to not want Jericho to win. So in order to even the odds, he said, well, why don't we make it a four-way and bring Sammy Guevara into the fold? Interesting. So that way, you know, there's two people on each side. Now, not only that, but once Jericho left the interview, Guevara looked and was being asked a couple of questions. And he said, you know, what's going to happen? It was asked, what's going to happen if it's just you and Jericho in the ring or like for the title? And uh, Sammy kind of like smirked and said, I'm just going to I'm just I'm here to say, you know, we're going to keep the ROH World Championship in the Jericho Appreciation Society, but he never said he was going to lay down like Jericho implied. Right. Right before Jericho left, Jericho said, and, you, and if it be, happens to be between you and I, I know you'll do the right thing, Sammy. And Sammy just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> Whatever yep. you say, Jericho. Yep. You sign my paychecks and I nod my sure. head. Yeah. It's, so that was interesting. It, so yeah, that'll be fun. I'm excited for that match. I'm really excited. That's a lot of talent in the ring. Fun idea, though. Especially since you've got the, and this is at full gear, by the way. Yes, yes. And especially since you've got Chris Jericho, who's already got, what, 30 years yes. of experience? You have Claudio, who has at least 20 years of experience. You have Danielson, who has at least 20, 25 years of experience. And then you have Guevara, who has been able to keep up with pace with all of these, sure. all of the wrestlers. With, I'm pretty sure, like less than 10. Maybe too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's young. And that's the good thing is mm-hmm. he's a young dude. Like, Claudio's still young. Danielson still got he's young ish, but he's getting to the point where he needs to start considering what he's going to do after his wrestling in ring career is over. I, I mean, it's 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 going to be good. It's going to be a lot of high flying, a lot of 
flippy doo doos Sure. A lot of, lot of European uppercuts. Yep. People yeah. are going to get spun. Danielson and Cesaro are going to just mm. beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Jericho Submission is going to be, oh my lock, God. It's you know, some headlocks. Should be good. It's going to be good. I'm excited we're for it. We're going to have a full weekend that weekend. But oh, that yeah, absolutely. Is gonna, uh, we're, I, we got completely off topic here. We did. I'm going to get off topic a little bit more and tell you that in my notes, mm-hmm. after we watched this match, right. we had some pickles. <laughs> or I'm sorry, the interviews. Yeah. The interviews were a pickle? No, I, we watched both the interviews with Lexi. Oh, that's right. And then we just went ham on some pickles. Yeah, we got some. So little little shinfo um walmart has like a delivery system where you can be like hey you know i want some pickles well walmart was like hey we don't have a small thing of pickles you have to have like you have to have like the house special jug of pickle halves a half a gallon of fucking pickles something like that they're so good so good if you don't like pickles i don't know what you're doing with your life mom my mother hates coffee pickles pickles. (laughs) not at the same time no um, up next was Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker versus Madison Rain and Sky Blue. I solid match. All four of the individuals looked good. Madison Rain made the younger talent look. Sky good. Blue looked great. Sky Blue was, it was a good way to push her. Right, she was really good, but She's I still feel like hard. she didn't get enough of the spotlight. Uh, I think this was just to kind of, I mean, just make Jamie, Jamie Hayter, Hayter look and good. Tony Storm, you know, push. Mm-hmm. Um. Wasn't anything to write home about, but it was good. Nope. Tony Storm did come out after the match and yep. punched Rebel in the mouth. Poor Rebel. Yep. Tony and Jamie then went back and forth. Again. again. And I'll be, I will be somebody's Rebel. Uh, this is my call out to any <laughs> AEW star. You need a lackey? Do you need a minion? Get me a contract for 140K a year. Mm-hmm. You'd be like the manager mm-hmm. or... Yep. The best friend that just like rallies you up. Yep. You know? I will be the dude that acts Throws tough that gets his ass whooped if you need me to. Yeah. I don't care. You want me in a tutu? You want me to be your Prince Albert? Come on with it. Shame. <laughs> Spray with the cold spray. You know, I got whatever. two kids, man. I don't need to be fucking Prince working Albert. my ass off like I do. <laughs> I'll wear um, myself a tutu and we get 120K a year. Come on oh, yeah, with it. It's sure. 2022. Well, yeah. I will be applauded. Oh, yeah. Come up with some ridiculous rap song that you sing. No, no rapping. Why not? I don't rap. Neither do a lot of these people. Nobody wants me to rap. No, but that's the funny thing about it, right? It's like Riddle doesn't have any rhyme. Rhythm. Sure, both. Um, so anyways, Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter went back and forth. They had a good little back and forth there for a moment. Right. Tony Storm put the Texas Cloverleaf onto uh, Jamie Hayter. Right. And then Britt Baker, of course, had to interrupt. It wouldn't be a match if Britt Baker wasn't it there and interrupted. It wouldn't be an AW Dynamite women's match without Britt Baker doing some ass You got shit. it. Uh, she hit Tony Storm with the belt and then gave it to Jamie, kind of like insinuating it's going to be hers, which right. it is. Right. I mean... Oh, you're agreeing. I, I, <laughs> I would love to see Jamie Hayter get the belt. Mm-hmm. I think it would be nice. I think... With the way that Tony Khan is, I have a weird feeling that they want to have Tony Storm, Thunder Rosa, for the belt, for, to, to squash the interim thing. Mm-hmm. Just like how Mox and CM Punk, I think that's how they, he wants to do it. I don't think he's going to give Jamie Hayter the belt. Well, I guess we'll find out in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's not two even... Two weeks from today. Two weeks? Yeah. Yep. So, after that, again... Jericho announced the match, the four-way match, 
because one of the things we didn't talk about before, Jericho actually said that the whole reason he wanted to do this but was because he knew the people in BCC didn't get along. Right. So he was okay with it. Trying to drive a wedge in the uh, mm-hmm. the power couple. Yep, you power got it. group, whatever you want to call sure. them. power couple. Power, power couple. Uh, next up, Ricky Starks comes out. He hasn't been out in a while. Just had a straight good up good in-ring promo. Like, he did. He was wearing that, the slides. It he's was really good Ricky at just Starks. coming out there and just hammering away yeah. at some, some good-ass promo. Mm-hmm. I only feel like it fell a little bit flat because it was just him came out there, talked a bunch of shit, and then walked to the back. I wasn't sure what that was trying to accomplish, that he was just determined. He was establishing himself in the tournament, establishing I mean, yeah. that he was back. I guess that was just a way of just, I guess, giving some fluff, giving something interesting, right? telling people that he's back. He basically said that he, uh, or hears everyone has been asking for him, and he knows how to deliver, so here oh, he was. Sure. Um, he also said that he was part of the pillar. AEW was crumbling around him and He's that he was going to hold it up. On his bare back. On his bare back. So also, I liked it. Also said he knows that we love him and that he loves us. Well, that's the truth, right? I know. I, I do love me some Ricky Starks. <laughs> um, so they ended up giving us the Eliminator Tournament bracket. And real quick, I'm going to act- go over it. Okay. Oh, I have it. That's no, you're okay. fine. Go ahead. Okay, great. So on Dynamite next week, we will be seeing Eddie Kingston versus Ethan Page. That's going to be the first one. And, and I, then on... I did see he put out a promo on Ethan Page yes. on Twitter. I haven't watched yes. it yet, but I overheard you were watching it. Fantastic. Love Eddie Kingston. Love Ethan Page. So I'm looking forward Honestly, to this God, one. Honestly, real quick, I know we're derailing everything sure. all the time. I fucking love Eddie Kingston. Me the, too. In, watch the past nine months of Eddie's career in AEW. you got to look at the behind-the-scenes shit. The interviews that he does, like 100% watch him. I fucking, I am, I am in love with that man as a wrestler. I am a huge diehard fan, like 100% most underrated wrestler on the AEW roster. Super, super, super entertaining. Great on the mic. Genuine dude. And I, and I say all that. And if he loses against Ethan Page, I can 100% understand why. Sure. But he's going to give it his all. You know it. You know it. I'm not saying that's my, I'm not saying that's what I think is going to happen. I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just saying if he does end up losing to Ethan Page, it makes sense because he is he makes whoever he wrestles look so good. He no, does. Win or lose. He does. So that's going to happen on Dynamite next week. The other three matches are going to all happen on Rampage next week. We knocking have, these matches out. They sure are. We're going to have Roosh versus Bandito. That's going to be a really Holy shit. That's going to be a real good one. Then we have Brian Cage versus Dante Martin. Wow. Another uh, big guy. Another big guy against a high flyer. Only differences. <laughs> only differences. Brian Cage is not a slouch. He is nope. a very athletic, he very is quick, monstrous agile. man. He really is. It's going to be a fantastic lineup. He is no. He's no Dante Martin. He's no Roosh. He's no, uh, you know, Ray Phoenix. But the dude can move. Yeah. Quick. And then we have the very interesting matchup between Lance Archer and Ricky Starks. I mean, are they going to use Lance Archer for just more cannon fodder again? I think so. They haven't used him in a while. I think that's no. probably the right opportunity. I think it's going to, I think personally, I think Ricky Starks has this. You think so? The whole way. You think it's going to be Ricky Starks all the way? I think it's going to be Ricky Starks all the way. Okay. And I think on the other side of that's going to be Ethan Page. I think it's going to be the two of them at full gear. That is my bet. Okay. I. Hmm. 
I guess I have to make a prediction between Ethan Page and uh, Eddie Kingston because at least we'll have another show before Rampage. Right. I don't know who's going to win. It doesn't matter thing. in my eyes. I think... They're just pushing... I think Eddie Kingston is going to beat Ethan Page. Woo! They're pushing Ethan so much right mm-hmm. now, which I absolutely love, and I think they should continue, and that's why I picked him personally. But with the little jib-jabs they have with all the backstage stuff, I think Eddie Kingston would be the perfect individual uh-huh. to push forward because you know that dude does not even tiptoe the line of kayfabe and non-kayfabe. That motherfucker sits on the wall and calls everybody out on their bullshit. He does. I'll and give you that. With the with the all elite or with the deleting the elite thing kind of doing its thing and um especially with Death Triangle being in the crosshairs like Okay. Tell me it wouldn't be a good ass dude to have sure. against John Moxley or MJF or whoever has Who, the Eddie t- Kingston? Eddie Kingston. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. So you think Eddie Kingston's going all the way? I don't know if he's going to go all the way, but I think he's going to beat Ethan Page. So you think he's going to beat Ethan Page? Do you think he's going to beat either Roosh or Bandito and move on to the main event? Or not the main event, but that would be the, the main full, event. The, the, the full eliminator. gear. <sighs> yes. That would be fantastic for yeah, But that's career. as far as I'm going with my predictions. I haven't oh, even... Oh, no, you're not even going to throw this the, the other first side? Time, this is like the first time I've really digested okay. the brackets okay. since it was announced. So we just got the left side. All right, we're not going to talk about side. the right side. And I know you're a big Brian Cage fan. I am, but with the rumors of ROH having its weekly show and with him being with Gates of Agony in the embassy um, and having Dar- Dante Martin as a homegrown talent, I feel like... Brian Cage is not going to make it to the first round as much as I like him. Okay. Um, and then Lance Archer and Ricky Starks, I can't see it going Lance Archer. Okay. So Ricky Starks right there. And then uh, you got me stumped on that one. The okay. Ricky Starks and Dante Martin. I'd have to think on that one. Okay. But I think it's going to be Eddie. Ooh, that would be a good match though. I, yeah, right? <laughs> I think it's going to be, okay. I think it's going to be Eddie. Yeah, I don't know. Eddie and then, I don't know, one, one of those two. I'd have to think about okay. that one a little bit more. That's all right. We have a little bit of time. Because right, I was about to say uh, Eddie and Dante, but I was like, no, nah, I could see Eddie and, and uh, Ricky at the same time. So mm-hmm. I'm going to plead the fifth. Okay. We'll That's get there right. later, I guess. All right. So speaking of Gates of Agony, let's talk about that. They were in the main event against Warjo. Warjo. Don't know how I feel about Warjo. Eh, Started okay. out, I'm like, yeah, this will grow on me. And <laughs> it just hasn't grown on me. I don't know what they're doing with two champions as a tag team. Yeah. They did this with the women's uh, division. I mean, granted, it was only one one champion, but they kept sticking the, their champion in a tag team. Who's that, WWE? No, no, no. Or, or uh, AEW. Okay. Like, every time like yeah, uh, Tony Britt, Storm, Baker Britt Baker or Tony Storm, it's like Thunder they're always in a, in a tag team. And just, okay. I, don't, I don't understand what's... It's a reoccurring thing between both Why do you put singles competitor champions... In a tag team with one another. I don't know. They both don't need to be established. And Roy now Lowe's at this point. over like crazy. Everybody knows Samoa Joe and loves Samoa Joe. So there's really no need to do it. Yeah. I don't know if Tony Khan thought that name sounded clever or something and has to keep going with it. I don't know. They might just be trying to get the wheels moving with ROH and yeah, names. Yeah, I it. guess so. But at any rate, uh, Wardlow said that he, that Will Hobbs better not attack him from behind again. He was not happy about that. If you haven't realized the name of the game is foreshadowing. Yes, that is the name of the game. Because what happens? He does come out. And he does of attack course. him. 
Crazy um, how that works. I mean, there's not a lot to say here. It's a fun match. Everybody's a, a great competitor. Bunch of big men. Mm-hmm. Bunch of big moves. Yep. Not disappointed. In, uh, and then Warjo ended up getting the win. Yep. Uh, easy as ABC, one, two, three. It's about as cookie cutter as it gets. Wasn't a bad main event, but it definitely was. It. it I, I think you should have just had the Orange Cassidy Shibata match as, oh, sure. as the main event. Like, that would have worked just fine. I know what I know. Like sometimes having the championship match, I mean, it worked with uh, not WrestleMania. What was it? WrestleMania with um Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. That just absolute slobber knocker of a match. Yeah, where it was like what, like eighteen seconds or something stupid. No, no, this past one where Becky lost the belt, or where she ended. I'm sorry, not when she lost the belt, when she hurt her shoulder. Oh, that was SummerSlam. SummerSlam. That's that right. Was I knew it was Triple wrong. H's first pay per view. But he had just gotten creative control, like, what, right. like, three days before that or something? Right, so. but Vinnie Mac still wasn't out at that point. No, but the wheels but. were obviously already in motion. At any rate, speaking of WWE, let's move right along to WWE SmackDown. Yes. Which was... We're gonna, we'll have to blast it we'll through We'll skim through good. it. I mean, what, would, do, what do you expect? It's WWE. It's the... Pre-recorded pre- SmackDown yeah, pre-recorded before the premium SmackDown. live event. That's even earlier than it sure. normally is. All the people that they're starring in this are, are not right. even going to be there. So it's just one of those things to just establish some matches and make some cool things happen. And Although we did start out with a yeah. fairly decent match of Liv Morgan versus Sonya Deville. It was a no DQ match. It was. And they did pretty good. Like it was. It I'm, was fun. I like the, the uh, dynamic between these two. Liv Morgan's batshit crazy hardcore style. Chucky inspired. Uh, it, it's kind of starting to grow on me. And I, I didn't like it. think it was going to. Uh, Sonya Deville, obviously an amazing performer, uh, and they just they did a, a a pretty good back and forth between the two of them. Yeah, loved it. Liv did this awesome backdrop through the table with Sonya behind her. Mm, that was really good. That was great. A lot of table um, spots lately. Power both bombs. WWE oh, yeah, a lot of and, table uh, spots. AEW. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Liv hit the oblivion onto Sonya with the chairs underneath and faked up the win mm-hmm. again, establishing this different side of Liv Morgan, which is enjoyable and fulfilling right right and then we had ricochet versus la Knight. again solid match yeah i'm happy to see ricochet i'm happy to see la Knight out there he was talking smack to everybody which is super fun and uh i think we're just establishing la Knight being la Knight. he did the typical heel move and held onto the ropes to cheat his way into the win well, not just not only that, pulled on his trunks, held on the ropes. Sure. Unfortunately, Ricochet is a victim of uh, another superstar getting a push with him stepping on their faces. It's and yeah. I don't know why. I I don't know why they're trying. They don't sticks. do more with Ricochet. I don't know. If, I I just wish they would. He's such a good performer, and he's just so underutilized. Yep. Like he's really good at making other people look good, but it's a shame because God, he really is. He's I I don't know if he's happy in WWE, but good lord. I feel like he would have better matches in other companies. I'm not Perhaps. just. I'm not saying AEW. I'm not saying any other thing. I'm just. I still I strongly know. believe they need to do the brand switch up. Give the some shuffle, different, yeah. yeah. Give some different opponents, shake things up a little bit. That would be nice, right? Um. Right. So the bloodline came out. They had a little promo. Uh. Basically, Sammy told Jay not to call out the brutes. This was this was obviously pre Crown Jewel. Um, Jay said that they've been champs long before Sammy and will be long after he's gone. Right. Which was typical smack talk of Jay. 
Yep. Uh, then we got to see Bray Wyatt just intimidate the shit out of some random security guard that was going to kick him out. Yep, another... Uh, <laughs> yeah. He was like, hey, what do you, what do you say? We're recording here? I, yeah, I don't and know Bray what he said. Bray was just like, hey, here's the business, and this poor guy just like oh stood there. He just took it. And it, I don't, I don't know if it was some random guy like, "Hey, Steve, you're gonna get yelled at by Bray Wyatt." And Steve's like, "Okay," because it just he didn't react good, bad, or indifferent. He just like mm-hmm. sat there and stared at Bray as Bray was going off on him. He didn't really look scared. He didn't look sure. like confident. He was just. And when Bray finally said, "Apologize, apologize for what you've done," he just went, "I'm really sorry." Yeah. Like Very reading it off. Of, uh, yeah. But it, you know, this is what the, the third, fourth segment now where we still. Do not understand what's going on with Bray, Bray but we just, do learn that he's this going to Bray be Raw. at. It's it's there's, I, I I don't get it. We do find out that he's going to be at Crown Jewel. So yep, you know, in our eyes at this point, SmackDown, we're like, oh, something interesting. Dangling the carrot. We'll go. We'll get to that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that. Fucking Saudi. Um. So of course, the Usos don't listen to Sami Zayn. They call out the brawling brutes. Uh, the New Day end up actually coming out yep. and saying that they want to defend their reign and that whoever wins in Saudi Arabia will come back and face the New Day. So that set up the match for a week a week from yesterday um, for the SmackDown. It's going to be, well, now we already know. Well, we'll get to, well, it doesn't matter. The Usos will be wrestling <laughs> the uh, New Day a day prior to them breaking the New Day's record for being the longest WWE Tag Team Champions. Really looking forward to that. Do you think they're going to give them the titles? This would be such a great opportunity to do it. You've had this heel mm-hmm. run for so long. Right. Nobody can take the belts away from right. the Usos. But- and the New Day do it? People aren't going to be upset about that. Now, unfortunately, you're not getting as much of the Usos TV time. Right. And it's got to break up eventually. But yeah, I actually really do. People love the New Day. Okay. They bring so much hype. It's another opportunity to bring like a fresh breath into SmackDown. Although I absolutely love this Sami Zayn bloodline, Roman Mm -hmm. Reigns. It's got to end at some point. And do it before it gets stale. You know, I agree. I agree. However, I disagree with the title change. I don't think they're. Gonna okay. t- I don't think they're going to change the title. You think I the don't, Usos I are going to go on to? I think once they break that record, that's going to cement the Usos' legacy as champions, the same that Roman Reigns has. It's going to be this massively long streak. It's going to break everybody else's streak, including you know they're going to be top top dogs. So when it finally all crumbles, when it all falls apart and all the championship gold is off of the bloodline's waist, it's going to, it's going to hit that much harder. Plus, like you said, they got all the Sami Zayn stuff that's going in. So you, I, I don't, I think that's going to be the catalyst for the, the titles coming off of the bloodline off okay. the Usos at least. Okay. I like the way you're thinking. And I'm just going to, I'm just put this little. I'm just planting a seed right okay, here of what sure. I think. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to get the titles off the Usos. Oh, okay. There, there has been rumors that they're going to be, I, I can't say reuniting their, their tag team because it's not them. That was El Generico. Oh, Kevin Steen. Generico. That's a whole different thing. Um, at any rate, yeah. I like the idea. We'll see what happens over the next few weeks. But we had Shayna Baszler taking on 
Natalia. Natalia. She's not Russian. You don't have to say Natalia. it like that. Natalia. With um, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler's corner. And she didn't do much, but she was there. With the I belt. mean, it was Shayna Baszler and against Natty. It was a good match. Sure. Wasn't Former bad. Former tag team partners. Um, I think it was just trying to get the story of Shayna Baszler and Ronda a little bit further. Unfortunately, Nat got the really bad end of the stick here. I don't know if it was kayfabe or not, but she ended up having a bloody nose from uh, the knee of, I believe Shayna did it. Correct. Um, it says it on the website. It reviews it, and you know them. They don't usually talk about the accidental, accidental, you know, blood spilling. So I think this might have been a spot. I don't know why they would have needed to do that. Sure. Unless that's going to be like the theme of the match. Dominant well, you, Shayna Baszler. That you know how NXT. WWE likes to look at. It was like when Brock Lesnar broke Triple H's arm. Uh-huh. We they, watched that episode and we watched that. Superimposed the sound. The sound and the. Gosh. You can see it snap right here. And it's like, no. No, it's not. He just bent it backwards. But so. whatever. Uh, next is the highly anticipated Rey Mysterio versus Gunther, which was definitely the only reason to, to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a great match. Uh, you got a 30-year, 35-year, however long, 30-year, 30-year veteran, uh, again, with an up-and-coming star who's a champion, who has just made a mark on not only banger NXT. after banger. <laughs> that's no, the Shane, other, that's I was going to say, that's the other, that's the other. So good. Um, this was an Intercontinental Championship match, too. Which, it's nice to see that they're putting more prestige on these titles sure. again. They're giving this would them have been the main raised, event. This would have been Ray's third reign as the Intercontinental Champion, so. And, it, and you're bringing this former Intercontinental Champion who, right. again, he ends up losing. Right. Um, Gunther ends up getting the win. So he's lost. He's won against Sheamus. He's lost. He's won against uh, Rey Mysterio. It's incredible the things that he's doing. And every time up. him and the Imperium come out, it's just so entertaining. Oh, the, the Imperium Absolutely is just racking it. up wins and they've been Absolutely racking up that, that faction, up, you know, power. And they just they're great. They're it's honestly so great. Good. They're they're <laughs> and they're great heels because they don't have to even say anything. They just show up. Mm-hmm. And people are like, it's great. I love it. Yep. That means they're doing their job, right? Well, that will do it for SmackDown. Yep. Um the only other thing uh we didn't bring up was Braun Strowman destroyed MVP. Okay. Um that's it. It has, it has nothing to do with anything. We don't even worry about it. Uh but that's gonna bring us to Crown Jewel, which was at noon. Again. Kind of cool. It was oh, it was actually really nice. And it was noon earlier. Like, it just happened today. Yep. It's, uh, what, 10.30, 10.40? So it happened 10 hours ago. Yep. Uh, and it was, oh, God, it was a lot more impressive than I expected. It really was. Although I didn't really like the beginning. And we'll start off there with Brock Lesnar versus well, even before Bobby that, Lashley. Though, the present, t- they went, in the entire episode, now for, or the entire episode, the entire premium live event, they padded every promo, every entrance everything they could they stretched out as long as they could and i think it's because they only had the eight matches and they wanted to give the people a longer Mm pay-per-view because you don't go to saudi that often you know even if it's once every six months it gave it gave the people a four 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 and a half hour long pay-per-view with only eight matches but it the entire thing was great whether it was stretched out or not it was all the matches well for the most part were entertaining i mean okay We'll get right into it with Lesnar and Lashley. That was the opening match. And I know the ending of this match. I could not believe that they did this. Did this. 
expected this, but the lead up to it, if it would have not ended the way it did and continued on, it would have been really good. It was a great way to make Bobby look strong as hell compared to to Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's ass comes out, hits him with a good in, like a good shot to get him injured and, and just played it the entire match. And I mean, Bobby Lashley, he, he beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar. And then Brock Lesnar like laid on top of him. Yeah. Well, Bobby Lashley had Brock Lesnar in a chokehold. I think it was the Hurt Locker, wasn't it? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He had a, a rear, he had a rear, rear and hold. Brock Lesnar just pushed off the turnbuckle and fell on top of Bobby Lashley. Shoulders down. One, two, three. That was yep. it. Bobby Lashley. That was it. He didn't let go of the hold. He didn't. But it was <sighs> weird. It really was. It was like maybe four or five minutes, and the match was over. And I mean, they sold this like the entrances Stinky they came fart. out. Oh, it was bad. It it set a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> really I was did. like, oh yeah, this is what we're gonna expect for all yep. of Crown Jewel. This is a Vince pay per view all over again. Oh god, this it was bad. Brock Lesnar, so Brock Lesnar gets the win. And I think it's just leading up because now Brock Brock has a win. Bobby has a win. Right. Got to even out the Great. the score, and Great. they're gonna do it at WrestleMania. Great. Shorten up one of the stupid fucking promos they ran two times with, sequentially, and make Brock not look like. He was having a fucking asthma attack in the middle what of the ring. What was that? He was like moaning and groaning. Ugh. 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 I just... The mics were way too high. Oh, Let's they establish were, they that were first hot and ass foremost. mics in the ring. Like you heard everything everybody said. Oh, it was so awkward. And the cameras were so zoomed in. It was, it was weird. I don't know if they were like afraid to like catch the crowd or something. I don't know what was going on. At one point, the, the lights had shut off. Eh, that was different. I don't know. I think that was a Bray-inspired thing, which up next was uh, Alexa Bliss and Asuka versus Damage Control, thus the Bray-inspired segment. That happened right before the match actually happened. So Asuka and Alexa were being interviewed, and there was like a screen behind Alexa. Classic WWE Uh fashion, and everybody stands with the TV screen behind their left or right shoulder, and they have to look over their shoulder instead of turning their entire bodies because... We don't know how humans work. <laughs> but it flashed Bray Wyatt's logo, and only Alexa looked over, seemed to be uh, kind of thrown off and disturbed by the logo, and yeah, she then was the just only moved one that, on. Yeah, she was the only one that seemed to even notice it. Mm-hmm. They never never acknowledged it. So. Like she was talking, stopped speaking, kind of like sneered at it, shook her head, and then turned back to the microphone and continued talking, and nobody, nobody even acknowledged it. Which something else like that happens towards the end, end of the pay-per-view. Premium live event. Correct. to call it. But this tag team match happened. Um, honestly, I was like so interested in it. I forgot to write, write notes. Usually I have a pad of paper and write everything down. It was a great match. It was I got halfway through and I was like, wow, that was just so the Same thing with me. I, I didn't even touch the phone. didn't check Twitter the entire time. It was, honest to God, one of the better matches of the night. Really enjoyed it. Uh, although all the women look like race car drivers. Yep, they had to cover NASCAR. up for the culture, and they did. They looked a little bit awkward. A little bit awkward. I wasn't The only one that looked halfway decent was, not like halfway decent, but the only one that looked like she designed it was Asuka. Yeah, that looked more natural. Everybody else looked but stuffed even then, in there. Even Dakota then, Kai they, looked like nut. They all looked like they were wearing <laughs> like 12-year-old girl kids' costumes. Yes. Halloween like costumes, Walmart, yeah. Walmart costumes that you buy one off One size rack. fits all. Yeah, medium. Up to your neck. Yep. That's what they look like they were wearing. But a fun match, nonetheless. <laughs> if you look past that, oh God, then yeah, it was actually a really great match. 
a lot of really good moves. Um, Alexa hit a tornado DDT on Dakota Kai. She is so good. Oh, I, yeah. I, I love Alexa Bliss. She's oh, yeah. just so talented. Uh, but they ended up actually changing the titles over as damage control. They did. Getting the pin and the win because... Of the Nikki Cross interference. Nikki Cross came in and started attacking... Uh, I think she ended up attacking Alexa Bliss. Uh, yes, because that's who got pinned. Dakota right, Kai pinned that's right, that's Alexa right. Bliss, so I believe that is what happened. So, Although, bef- real quick, before we get to the end, I'd like to add one more thing. There was a really good spot by Asuka that I really wanted to mention. So Damage Control were up on the top rope, and they had Alexa, and they were going to slam her down right. onto, the, uh, onto the mat, obviously. And Asuka came in, grabbed all three of them, and slammed them all down. Poor Alexa still got mm. absolutely wrecked. Yep. But great spot. Really enjoyed the match. At that point, I had said, you know, this is going to be the match of the night. Oh, yeah. We both said the same thing. We didn't think it was going to get any better than what this match had to deliver. No. Next was uh, the Steel Cage match with Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre. Now, before this match, before we talk about this match, I didn't realize anything. I didn't see anything off, personally, from Drew McIntyre. But per PW Insider... Drew had a flu and had been sick for a couple of days, but insisted on having this match. It's more how a, a professional does it. Yeah. Especially when you, you know you're going that far out, like you're leaving home for that far, that far and having such a high-profile pay-per-view. Could like, you imagine how long sick on that flight? Oh, what a poor man. What a what trooper. What a poor dude. What a hard-ass worker. Oh, yeah. Great and, performance, honestly. Never, had a never great saw match. a difference. Real quick, I just want to make a shout out. I don't even know who did it. Those drones, the extra mm, money they spent, the and the amazing. talent that they hired, unbelievable. There were literally drones. One of them was for Drew McIntyre, and it was a sword. And then one was for Karrion Cross, and it was an hourglass. And it looked just like an animated thing, like one of those things that WWE like likes art. to do. It was really good. Unreal, and it was, it was actually being done live and it changed constantly and it was so well done well those are all ran by computers they're all programmed and ran by computers and you can set them up into patterns so cool. but there's a company out there that i mean you always have to figure out the coordinates you have to figure out it's you know, wind speeds all of your your machines have to be running and yeah it would make like almost bitmap artwork of you know, like you said they had the sword with the flames they had carrying crosses hourglass they had roman reigns um, with Logan Paul, and it was like Logan Paul, really like, well drawn. Oh yeah, it was. Oh, wow, it was impressive. I didn't notice it into like I thought it was just because you know how WWE is they they import computer graphics into you know the entrances and this and that, and I just assumed it was that, and then I realized that it was flying above the arena, so everybody everybody within probably miles of Saudi Arabia's or oh, I'm sorry Riyadh. Uh, would be able to see th- that display. So, I mean, it's that's kudos to them. They yeah. went above and beyond. I know they stretched everything out, and the, but they went above and beyond with everything. Yeah, the pyro, the, fireworks, the, holy the setup, the, the uh, Titantron. They had a crown that was five separate screens. They, I mean, WWE's never good. won to the pull punches. Was it was an amazingly well put yeah. together pay-per-view. And they did the steel cage. Visually. Which, I mean, geez. Yeah. They gotta have a steel cage constructed. It's not like they, I'm sure they didn't bring one over. I mean, it's WWE. They Maybe, probably have. but wow. Anyways, so that match was up next. And the whole idea behind this, and I kept laughing the entire time, was that if they had a steel cage match, then Scarlet couldn't interfere. Right. 
I mean, okay. I, okay. See, I think unfortunately in this day and age, fourth wall, the no. steel cage match <laughs> is an outdated threat. I think back in the early '90s, late '80s, when this type of hardcore wrestling, this this violent style, it wasn't a big thing. So when the steel cage came up, I'm like, oh my god, it's you know, and I think now in the day, in the day and age of the hell's in the, hell in the cells, the elimination chambers, you've got the even the Royal Rumble. Like the threats are so much more in common or in modern day wrestling that I think the steel cage just doesn't translate well because you can either go over the top rope or I'm sorry, over the top of the cage and drop on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in some you can you can do uh, submission or knockout, or you just walk over to the door and tell the ref you want out. And he opens the door, and you climb out and jump down. And they and did when- a big thing with that, and that was like the big theme here for a while at the end, was that Scarlett was able to get a hold of the lock. She had maced mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre and, and the, ref, the ref, so that she had the key, she had the lock, and it was really weird. She locked the door, and she said, you can't win, Drew. And he looked up, and he was like, okay, I can just climb over. And he did. Yep. And, and Karrion Cross tried crawling out at the last second. And, and he couldn't make it. Drew, Drew McIntyre ended up making it down bef- well in time. Which, I, I, you watched him. He's like climbing down, looked down, saw Karrion was about to jump out. And he said, oh, okay, there's about eight feet left. And just jumped Dropped. down. And for some weird reason, as Cross was walking away, he kept saying, this wasn't supposed to happen. It was, I, I we talked about this last night, you and I, or uh, today, I'm sorry. Um, I'm love Karrion Cross's character now. He mm-hmm. comes off as a Dr. Robotnik evil villain. Um just cannot he he cannot fathom how did he how did he fail mm-hmm. in his in his, you know, what he's trying to do. Yeah, how could this possibly schmerz. happen? This wasn't supposed to happen. I'll get you Drew McIntyre. <laughs> and then he fades off into the distance with sure. an hourglass mm-hmm. and then he'll pop up here in like two weeks yeah. with some creepy vignette. And I love it. And I, how did I Perry the Platypus get in here, you know? Exactly. Where is Perry? Um, Gotta point out, Scarlett had spikes glued on her face. She did. That was strange. Uh, I had a girlfriend when I was 16 that would have thought that was the best fucking yep. thing in the world. And then she would have super glued spikes to her face. God knows she had spikes mm-hmm. glued to everything else. Um, also want to point out that Baron Saxon's suit was the color of Barney. Or Pepto Bismol, if you want. No, nah, it was Barney. Nah, it was definitely Barney. Byron Saxton got like just shit on. He always gets shit. On. I don't know why. The he got dude, demoted. I, Understandably yeah. so. Yeah, Paul uh, Heyman. <laughs> I don't know. I love that segment with Paul Heyman mm-hmm. when Roman Reigns showed up. It was too good. Yep. Poor Byron, but you know what? He's getting paid. Who hey, gives a there shit? you go. You'll be the Byron Saxton of. That's it. Of wrestling. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, Drew McIntyre ends up getting the win. Uh, that leads into the Judgment Day taking on the OC. I, Rhea Ripley came out, first of all, and she said her hair was inspired by... No, no, in memory of... The late, great Beth Phoenix. Yep. Rest in peace. Which is funny. She looked good. Uh, it, When's she going to wrestle again? Well, she wrestled on NXT. Yeah, but um, like... Hopefully in soon. Hopefully soon. Kind of weird. It seems like they're like establishing her as more of a manager. Yeah. Uh, I think this entire match is just to further the Dominic Mysterio heel turn. Understandable. Uh, And I think, 
I don't know. I, I think it was you a great can, match. I think you can do that and still let Rhea wrestle. I think that right. Rhea could come out and that Dominic could be the enforcer of, you know, the lie, cheat, steal, just like as Poppy would do. Right, right. So he, he's going to be uh, going to be Rhea's Vicky Guerrero. Pretty yes, much. exactly. Okay. I don't have I much to that. say about this match. It was a really great match. If you look at it as a six-man tag match, great match. Everybody shined. Nobody looked bad. Nobody fucked anything up, really. Great back and forth between everybody. Could have done without the match. slammed AJ on the apron. Could have done without this match, to be honest with you. It didn't need to be a pay-per-view match. Premium live event, a match. Yeah. They, they needed Judgment something. Day picked up the win. They needed something, and yeah, Judgment Day got the win. Furthering storyline. Rey Mysterio. I'm telling you, Dominic and Rey at WrestleMania. Absolutely. After that, we had... Uh, <laughs> Again, it's it was the, the same necessary. story as Braun and or as uh, Lashley and Lesnar. I mean, almost beat the shit out of Braun Strowman. Absolutely stomped his ass in every which way possible. Yep. Braun got like one or two moves of offense mm-hmm. and then hit him with a power slam. Well, almost hit Braun with the power slam, and then all of a sudden Braun was trying to hit Omos with the power slam, but he couldn't. Couldn't he lift him. He kept trying. He kept trying. He kept trying. You're telling me Braun him, Strowman like, couldn't lift this dude? That's bullshit. I mean, almost as big, but he ain't like Mm-mm. he's no dark matter dense. Like, no, but one power slam and that was it. Yep, that was it. Almost got one, one power slam and that was done. Power slam. Got the one, two, three. A decisive one, two, three. Not even like a Weak. he didn't put his feet up on the ropes, didn't like pin him down, didn't like hit him a bunch of times. Just That was it. That was it. I was very unnecessary fluff. Very unimpressed with this, the way they finished mm-hmm. this out. I'm glad they gave honest to God, I'm glad they gave the match to Braun. It was the right move, but yeah, one power slam after he couldn't pick him up. Yep, same Odd. thing. Yeah, not wasn't a fan of it. Odd. What I did like was the <clears throat> Usos versus the Brawling Brutes. The crowd was just so excited about this match. Lots the of we want God, Sammy chance. The lots crowd, of Usi chance. They were good. The it's whole a good n- crowd. The whole night was the crowd was was there. Uh-huh. They made their presence known. They were very ecstatic that WWE was in in Riyadh. Like they they did not disappoint. No, they didn't. Even the women's match there was chanting between mm-hmm. uh the women's championship map especially there was both back and forth between Bailey and Bianca's. Yeah. But before the match start, what what was interesting was Michael Cole mentioned that Jay Uso might have a broken wrist, but is unable to get an MRI until Monday. Right. And with the outcome of this match, I'm surprised they did anything like that because it was unnecessary to, to the way the match went. But... Now, is it, I wonder okay. if that's going to play into next Friday's uh, title match. I thought it might play into tonight and it didn't. So maybe that's what's going to happen. Maybe he'll do the cocky wrestler thing well, that most cocky the... wrestlers do, and they'll say, "I got this, no big deal," and lose. Well, no, I mean, you never, you, you never know. Like Monday, he goes gets the MRI. Raw happens. He shows up on Raw and says, "Hey, guess what, guys? I'm not cleared to wrestle. Can't wrestle you Friday." Mm. Yeah. And then try and like get out of the match somehow, some way, and. Uh... Then in the Triple end, H comes right, out and says, no, I don't two care. Two seconds before the match is slated to be canceled. And they're like, oh, just got a phone call from the doctor. He said he read the wrong x-ray. You're cleared. Uh, or he actually said that he was cleared, but Jay yeah. was being a bitch about it. You never know. He's like, oh, it's no, we actually pl- said Jay was good. Uh, but this was a good match. I had I missed fun. it initially. had to come back and watch it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, very hard hitting. Can't 
Butch, Under- Ridge. Wow, they were really shining in this one. It's a shame that they didn't get the titles. I get it. Why? God, I was hoping. But they're, I, I, ever since their move up from, from NXT, they have shown wonderfully. Oh, man. Love it. Love it. Love Super seeing high them every intensity. time they get on the, on the Great TV. between the two of them, but also they do well against mm-hmm. anybody. They have this really good relationship with the Usos, which is probably going to be ending now. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed the match. It was super fun. But what was funny was at one point, Ridge Holland ripped Jay Uso's t-shirt and it was like around his hips. And as the match went on and on and on and on, that shirt went further and further down to the point where Jay actually jumped up and hit a super kick to Butch, who was on the top rope. But he took his, his other leg with him. was around his ankles and he jumped all the way up and kicked him. It was just... I was it like, was wow, like, the Usos just know how to entertain and know how to hit their moves successfully. You can hate them all you want. They know what the hell they're doing. Oh, they it, picked up this win. Ever, ever since they debuted in WWE, Unreal. they've been, even when they were the... the oh, I loved the baby face, like half-painted oh, so gimmick good. they had at the beginning. But oh, they were, they were so, good. so charismatic. They could get a crowd hyped mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. And once they turned I mean, heel, they took that is. energy and they, they <laughs> turned it into heal energy mm-hmm. and every time they walk out there they're either they either have the crowd absolutely booing the hell out of them or cheering to absolutely yeah. no end like they know they what are, they're doing from beginning to end again another just one of the most solid tag teams and it, it's same thing with roman reigns it's no wonder they've given these guys such a long title reign with both the tag team they know how to perform and the singles t- uh, titles yep they they deliver every single time they sell merch. They are the talk of the town, and they look the part. Like oh, they yeah, have, they looked great here, and it's great. And especially all four of them with Solo Sokoa in there, they have uh, all five. We're we talking about Sammy Uso. <laughs> but I'm just <laughs> saying, the four of them have the annoy. The, I don't know how to say the name right. The Noe, the Anai. Uh, that was annoying. Blood, the the it just they all have a look to them. So they all they right off rip. They look like they belong together in a group, and I think mm-hmm. that's why the bloodline has worked so well is it's not a forced group. I mean, even look at the Imperium. You have three militaristic foreign white guys. They just fit really well they do. in a faction together. Do. It doesn't feel forced. Um, it, it, same thing with these four. They just, they fucking melt so well together. They and they're all family, which even, even brings the bond even further. They're right. in the wrestling business even further. So it's like, it, it's great. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, but even uh, shifting even more gears, Ridge Holland and Pete Dunn, one of the best tag Which, teams that WWE has right now. Yeah. One of the best Looking tag teams. Looking forward to the up and up. Fantastic. I love Ridge Holland. Maybe the New Day. Maybe the New Day will take the titles and it'll be Butch and Ridge versus the New Day. I don't know. Something I don't know. I, I, fun dynamic. I still don't think, I don't think the New Day is going to get the titles. Okay. I think I they're going to fall short. You heard it here. So, Bailey and Bianca actually got the match right before the main event, which great to see. Slow clap, great to see. Thank you, Hunter. Knew well, new Roman Reigns deserved. and Logan Paul was going to be the main event. There was no doubt about Absolutely. that. Absolutely, but this match, wow, absolutely incredible. And it was one of those. Of course, it's been weeks and weeks leading up to this. We knew it was going to be a good one, and we knew that it was going to be one of those. As soon as the bell hit, it was on, and that's exactly what happened here. Right at the beginning, Bianca slammed Bailey three times. Uh, there was just like a gnarly clothesline from uh, Bailey. Uh, at one point, Bianca was sitting in a chair and she hit her with this just incredible clothesline. She threw a chair it was at just Bailey back and forth. It and was. This, is it a was la- like, this was a last woman standing match too. It was. I forgot about. I heard about it when they first and anou- they first challenged each other. 
And I completely disregarded that five seconds after they said it. And up until I think it was Thursday night, I read the card and it said last woman standing. And I, for you, like, even then I just, I had completely disregarded that fact. It's incredible for a women's match to happen. And then in Saudi Arabia, like, holy shit, they used tables. They used chairs, kendo sticks, a golf cart, a Uh, crate. It was one of the most, one of the more violent matches of the night. But really well orchestrated. There really wasn't a bad segment. (laughs) The only thing they had trouble with, honestly, was the golf cart. Not that they had an issue with the golf cart. But both of them, it felt like they were uh, they were afraid to 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 push the golf cart too much. Uh, There was one or two spots where they both were supposed to be coming in quickly, and they came in quickly, and then about ten feet away, slowed down to a crawl. Uh, Better safe than sorry, though. Of course. But besides (laughs) that, amazing match. I know we keep saying match of the night, but it could be one of the match nights. A lot of fun on the ramp. A I lot of know. fun using like creative, uh, yeah, I know. Right? Oh, the pin, the or not the pin, the, wow. the ending. That was so fun. Like it ended, and I was like, I'm really, really happy with that because I was really thinking that because they've gone back and forth so many times that this right. was finally Bailey's opportunity. But the way that Bianca actually kept Bailey down was so impressive and so like well thought out, very well done. I don't know who produced this match. It but... didn't. It didn't make either superstar look weak. No, they both. Both really shined at any point. It could have gone either way, just like the main event at any point. It could have gone either way. Bianca took Bailey and with the ladder, with the bottom of the ladder facing towards the turnbuckle, sandwiched Bailey in between the two pieces and then pushed the ladder so that the legs, all four legs were stuck underneath the bottom turnbuckle. So Bailey would have had to push the ladder back forward which she was underneath it she had no way to do right and then crawl out and it just forced her to stay down got the 10 count and belair ended up retaining the title and it was it great just, the it was crowd a great just end. lost it oh my god they did very well done it was it amazing didn't make bailey look bad it was just like one of those ah you no. got me and yeah it, she, she just out, out so. she out out wrestled her 100 percent. i like mean she, bailey took some gnarly shots here oh yeah really put her body on the line she put her table. She went through a table the first time. She was the table. Oh, yeah. The second time, she did successfully go through the table, and man, it looked like it hurt so bad. So, thank you to Bianca and Bailey for putting their bodies on the line for this match. Great match. Incredibly well done. Bianca Belair does retain the championship, and That'll I'm lead just us. really enjoying this reign with Bianca Belair. Oh yeah, she's Fantastic. doing great. She's doing great. Probably one of the better she is a women's runs recently with WWE. Absolutely. And then next comes the highly anticipated Bray Wyatt segment, which really wasn't a whole lot. Uh, yeah, uh, they they made it. It seemed like that they were going to. I don't know. I don't know what the, they I, flew to this expect, man to Saudi Arabia to have like a two minute yeah, segment least, where he talked and then Uncle Howdy interrupted. At least Nikki, uh, Nikki Cross, when she showed up, she altered a match. She did something. Bray Wyatt just came in, started speaking the same thing. This is me. This is, you know, what you get. Blah, yep. blah, blah. I'm hiding then, with a mask. And then Uncle Howdy interrupted and called him a liar, said, don't take the mask off. And that was basically the end of the segment. Yeah. Unfortunate. There was no interruption in the uh, Alexa Oscar match, which I thought was what they were kind of foreshadowing. Uh, there's that- some speculation that maybe Bray Wyatt hired Nikki Cross to do that. Okay. So I, As if she's I like really one don't of the- know. One of the uh, Wyatt Six. Maybe well, so. I mean, we there's also, we got to talk about the ending after the match, the main event. 
Um, which at this point, I don't really think there's much more to talk about with the Bray thing. No, there's really nothing to talk about. Which is unfortunate. I was I was looking forward to it. I, I thought, thought there this would be was going to be point. something. Yeah, establish something. Maybe Uncle Howdy coming out. Maybe you had said something about maybe they were going to break up the the match, and that was how they were going to you know have Logan Paul or um, whoever would win the belt. Yeah, yeah, like that makes sense. Have have Bray Wyatt do it, but no, he really did fl- fly out there to do just a random segment, and, yep. and that was it. Um, credit to WWE for using War Pigs. To promote war games, though. Yeah, that was nice. I Nicely like done. Nobody was... in Saudi Arabia knew what that was, but that's cool. I'm sure they do. It's Black Sabbath. Well, I mean, it was playing and everybody was just like not yeah. excited. I was like, whoa, good good choice there. But... Um, And that's going to lead us to the main event. Now, the main event has a lot to unfold here. Now, there is a lot. First and foremost, this has been like the talk of the wrestling world lately with Logan Paul making his his big money match debut fighting Roman Reigns in his third match. Yeah. Third ever, WWE match yeah. ever yep. for the most coveted item in all yep. of WWE. And at this point, Roman Reigns is on day 797 yep. of his reign, which is huge. Yeah. To take on a competitor like that for Logan Paul is, is incredible. Now he's been training with Shawn Michaels over the last few weeks, months, however it may be. So he came, he came ready. It was really, I, it blew me away. Mm-hmm. Logan Paul, again, I've, I've seen all three of his matches. Every time he performs, he does 10 times better than I expected. Absolutely. He did a very great job and he did it something so good out so there. So buttery. He did something that CM Punk never did. And that's the buckshot lariat <laughs> without shattering his ankles. Well, mm. yeah, it, uh, well, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, but he pulled off a buckshot lariat. He pulled off. Uh, Roman hit he, a rock bottom. It was interesting. Did he? I must have missed that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did take in the social media mogul that he is. Grabbed. A, uh, he had two of his buddies with him. Grabbed one of their phones and got to the top rope while Roman Reign was on the announce table. And you can even go on Logan Paul's Twitter and it's got the video of clip of him jumping onto Logan or onto Roman Reigns. Yep. Very Austin Theory inspired. I well I, I really loved I, I, I loved this match. I, I I loved it too and I can't believe I'm thought saying that. that I was gonna roll my eyes the entire match. I don't know why I continue to underestimate the power of WWE and their mm-hmm. storytelling. And as much as you I don't believe. like Logan Paul and I'm not one to get involved in social media I don't really like Twitter's about the only thing I mess with. And that's strictly for this sure. podcast. Uh, I've got Instagram, but that's just because I follow certain hobbies of mine. But he impresses me every yeah. single time he wrestles. You got to believe that there's a reason why Triple H wanted him to be a part of this. Right. You know, because I think he, even he said he wasn't on board with it at first. He didn't understand like why Logan Paul was such a big thing. But I mm-hmm. think once you watch him wrestle, it's once really he's... difficult to say that he did a bad job because he really he really doesn't do Right. A bad job. He does a phenomenal job. And he actually pulled off that punch that they were talking about. That one lucky punch, that Superman punch on Roman Reigns. It was two of them. A- and he hit him he, once and then hit him with the He wasn't Superman able punch. to pin him, though. There is an amazing shot out there of uh, Logan Paul. I, I think he jumped off uh, the turnbuckle. And Roman Reigns, both of them have their arms cocked back. And it's, it's like Goku versus Vegeta. And it just, it looks, whoever got that shot got the photo of the night. And I'm sure you, you can, year. You, I'm impressive. sure you can find it somewhere on social media. It was, it, it encompasses the epicness of 
this match for what it is. And it I know I know I'm going to get heat for that. I'm going to I'm going to hear people be like, "Wow, you're I can't believe you're digging a YouTube star on on WWE." It, again, sports entertainment. Was it entertaining? It really really was it was well put together yep it was well executed the ending made sense the ending made sense and they had more times than not they had logan paul a a breaths away Mm -hmm. from getting that three there were four 2.999 moments is what was what my notepad says four moments where i thought logan paul was the new champion and same the other way around there was one or two moments where roman reigns had logan pinned and at the last possible second, Logan mm-hmm. was pulled, it, they executed it great. Yep. The one downfall of Logan Paul was that his brother came out. His brother came out, uh, punched the Usos. Mm-hmm. Which, and- I'm sorry, they he hit them with the most garbage pulled punches I've ever seen in my life. He threw a punch, and then it looked like his elbow forgot how to be an elbow and tucked itself into yeah. his ribs so that he wouldn't hit the, and it Jimmy had to sell it unfortunately so was, hard but oh that happened it really distracted and threw Logan off a little bit and yep. then Roman was able to hit the Superman punch and then the classic spear and that was all she wrote yep got the one two three and Roman Reigns retains and continues his title reign Roman Reigns continues Pun his intended, reigns you know um after the match you know, everybody's celebrating. The entire bloodline is on the ramp. Tons and of fireworks. This is the only thing I can think of the reason why they went so, through such a big deal to have Bray Wyatt come out there to have him do the same type of promo that we've already seen and heard with very little forward momentum with the story is at the end of the match. And this is reminiscent of what happened at the beginning of the show with Alexa Bliss. The pyro goes off. Part of the pyro that shoots off at the top of the uh, the stadium. Mm-hmm. Even before that, he's acting a little bit weird, but... He looked like he... I mean, he just got done with a huge match. You thought thought he looked a little bit fatigued, no tired, he was sweaty. Okay, cool. As the pyro's going off, Roman starts holding his hand to his temple, and he drops down to, like, his knee and, like, stumbles a little bit. Jay's checking on him. He gets up, and then, you know, he's perfectly fine. Starts walking towards the... Or starts walking up the ramp. Paul Heyman starts, you know, yelling motivational stuff to the tribal chief and Roman Reigns starts looking loopy. He starts looking like very not there. The lights on nobody's home. He's kind of stumbling, almost looks like he's about to kind of start drooling. And he puts his head on the titles and then it feels like he like snaps back because he turns around and starts like celebrating again. And then that's it. Nobody acknowledged it. The announcer didn't say anything about it. No. Other than Jay double checking to make sure when he fell, he was all right. He never acknowledged that he had this loopy look in his eye. No, the there was no indication of there. And there, there was nothing else besides besides this. And I'm wondering if this is part of like the whole Bray Wyatt thing is Bray starting because he was there is is he starting to get in the head of the tribal chief maybe maybe uncle howdy is getting okay. is doing something that bray's not trying to do it's that'd be fun you to know, plant you, those seeds you have the good bray wyatt who's just trying to be bray wyatt the man and then you have uncle howdy who it triggers the the evil side sure. of the fiend like or bray wyatt or who co- he then sends after roman reigns so okay. you have two characters playing the same character fighting for the title oh fun so I don't know. That's that's what I interpreted from it. But it kind of felt like that. Besides that rant that I just went on, match was great. Pay per view, great pay per view. It really was. Short of the Lesnar match and the uh, Braun match. Braun match. 
it was great mm-hmm. in the OC match. Like I, I could have gone feel without it, but that. I feel like without those three matches, you, it would have been a lot shorter and too short. Absolutely. Uh, but overall, pay per view was great. Yep, Loved enjoyed it. it. Another good one in the books for Hunter. Yep, and we've got Raw coming up. Actually, we got a day off tomorrow because we don't have to podcast. No, or we record. don't. Real quick, real quick. After this match happened. We did see Logan Paul actually made a social media announcement that he did actually tear his mm-hmm. MCL and his meniscus and potentially his ACL halfway, halfway through, through that match. match. Yeah. So, so was he... it the buckshot lariat? Is is the buckshot lariat <laughs> cursed? Yeah, that's people are saying that that's that's what it is. He did the buckshot lariat. He blew his shit out. Um, Shit's cursed, man. Just which just is cut even more out. impressive to know that. that he injured his knee. He hurt his knee, and by he kept going, he just kept going, and I made honestly it look didn't good. notice it. It was great. Impressed. Very well done. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, for Dynamite this week. We've got the uh, we have FTR and the Acclaimed are going to take on Swerve and Our Glory and the Gun Club. Also, Jamie Hader versus Sky Blue, which is just developing story from the match that they just had the two on two. Uh, we also have uh, Sammy Guevara will be taking on Brian Danielson in a two out of three falls match, which that one's going to be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, we have Eddie Kingston versus Ethan Page, which is part of that Eliminator Tournament match. And finally, we have a face-to-face with Britt Baker and Soraya. Uh, Soraya? Soraya. 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 Uh, By legendary which Tony Schiavone. Which is, I'm sure, going to set up something. That's got to be a full gear match. Oh, yeah. Soraya, Britt Baker. 100%. 100%. Nyla and Jade, got to happen. I oh, feel yeah. like there's just some things that are just slowly stretching out so you can get through one more dynamite and then announce this card finally. Um, right, right. Looking I mean, that, forward they to... Love, they love waiting on on announcing oh stuff. Oh my god, when we were going to Revolution, it was just so tough. We were like, are they gonna announce this card? I already paid my money. I'm already going, but jeez. Right. Well, they've already got a couple matches set. We've got John Moxley is going to be taking on MJF for the AEW World <laughs> Championship. We have The Acclaim will be taking on Swerve and Our Glory for the Tag Team Championships. Uh, still to be determined is the AEW Eliminator Tournament. We have Tony Storm taking on Jamie Hayter for the championship, and Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, Claudio Cascagnoli, and Sammy Guevara in a four-way for the ROH. So that brings us up to what five matches? That is five matches confirmed okay, for. So they've Fugier. got about three matches left. Like I said, maybe Jade, Jade and Nyla, maybe Soraya and Britt. Right, right. I don't know. Gun Club could get sprinkled in with FDR. I was going to say maybe FTR. A lot of possibilities. Lots of wrestling out there. A lot of things brewing. A lot of things cultivating. Um, seeds being planted everywhere. It's good because there was a while AEW just didn't really have anything going on, but there's lots of things going on right now. So See, I think they have, it's going to be a good pay-per-view. I, I think they have a lot of potential for good storylines, at least the beginnings of them, because they need some. Agreed. I got, I got to agree with a couple of critics out there. It feels like they have short-term storylines, and even then it doesn't feel like the short-term storylines ever really work out too much. Yep, but right now they're doing a lot, so hopefully that all pans out in the end. As but, usual, we're going to have to stay uh, tuned. Yeah. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at CAW Wrestling Pod. You, I am Jamie, and follow me at A Bacon Party. I'm Mark, and you can follow me at Gunk Dudley. You can also follow. Uh, you can also find all of our social media links at our website, CoffeeandWrestling.com. CoffeeandWrestling.com. Coffee uh, yeah, tweet at us. Follow us. Thanks for listening.